and CEO Tom Brett Queen's Chamber of Commerce. So exciting. Finally, we get to sit down and chat about this great, great organization. First, I want you to tell us about the Chambers and its scope of work. Thank you so much, Rose, for having me. It's truly an honor and a privilege. Uh, I'll be celebrating my eighth year at the Chamber of Commerce this July. And a lot of folks, when I first got here, and even to this day, don't even know what a Chamber of Commerce is. I will tell you that we've worked really hard over the last number of years to reinvent it. And it's no longer just a social organization. It's a connected network of people. We, uh, we strive to connect our members and non-members alike to opportunities and growth. Um, I've been given a couple of different uh, presentations over the last few weeks talking about the $28 billion, $28 billion with a B of projects in Queens County, either actively in, in, engaged or on the drawing board to get started over the next 18 months. So it's a very exciting time to be in Queens. That sounds mega. I've been in Queens since the 90s, migrated here from Fernandez-Fago, and love Queens. I've seen myself just continuously living here, and I'm so excited to get together with my so Me much too. More. Now, I want to know, you spoke about the Chamber. Can you find out a little bit about your role and what exactly is your role here? So when I got here uh, eight years ago, as I mentioned before, we were not very diverse. Most of the members and the folks that were that were part of the chamber kind of looked like me, and so I plunged into the uh, into the effort to make sure that we became more diverse and better reflected those in Queens County. A couple of quick stats for our viewers: so if we were a city, we'd be the fourth largest city in America with 2.4 million people, 175 different languages, all different kinds of varieties of people. And so we needed to make sure that the diversity was there. And so to that end, I've worked a lot with a lot of different people, especially my board, to change the face of the board in many respects. We've got a 35-member board that is a, uh, a microcosm of all of Queens. Males, females, Asians, East Asians, you name it, we've got them on our board. Our membership now, Rose, is the most diverse membership we've ever, ever had. We're approaching over 1,400 members, representing over 150,000 Queens-based employees. So we're very proud of those stats, and we keep growing it and making it more diverse all the time. Well, staying on the topic of diversity, Queens is one of the most diverse communities in the world. How important it was for you coming in eight years now for, for you to enforce diversity? So that's a really great segue and a great point. So it starts at the base level with the staff. Um, when we go out and do outreach, knock on doors and, and shake people's hands and share services that we provide via the city of New York or via the great state of New York, um, my staff is now 33 people and we speak 19 languages. So we've always wanted to have better representation of our community as we've evolved to um, a lot more different cultures and nationalities. The Queen's Chamber needed to reflect that. And today, thankfully, we do. At, at the end of the day, people want to come and gravitate and work with folks that look like them, speak like them, and have that common bond. And today, I'm proud to say that the Queen's Chamber does that and does it very, very well. You hit the nail on the head. It was about the, abs the absolutely perfect storm, so to speak, of we had the resources and people had the needs. For example, Rose, there's 6,000 restaurants before the COVID in Queens County. We estimated that 1,000 closed, some of them permanently, not all of them, but a majority of them closed permanently. My team went out and knocked on doors with their masks, 
with, with all the, the proper equipment to go out and knock on doors and offer the support from not only from the city of New York and the state of New York, but also some funding that we got through the Small Business Resource Network, the SBRN, that was completely privately funded by the by a foundation that supported us. And well, the Peter Peterson Foundation supported us all that time. And then near the end, a great, great Queen story, um, Steve and Alex Cohen, who bought the Mets, um, earmarked $17,000. The goal was to hit 60% minority women-owned. I was very, very proud to report to Mr. Cohen himself that we hit 83% minority women-owned people. During the pandemic, being virtual was such a huge phenomenon. And we just spoke about the importance of community and staying in touch. Tell us how you were able to brainstorm and have people in the same room, yet not being in the same room. As a, thank you, Rose. As a real people person, I hated being behind a camera or behind a desktop or a laptop during those difficult, difficult days. Um, so we made it a point to make sure we connected with all of our neighborhoods. There's like 13 or 14 bids, uh, business improvement districts in Queens County, plus merchant associations, plus organized community groups. So every Tuesday at one o'clock, my staff and I hosted these 35, 45 minute to an hour Zooms where folks vented, they laughed, they cried, they celebrated small successes, but we solved problems. We solved problems like getting then police commissioner Dermot Shea on the line, not once, but twice. Talk about some of the issues regarding vandalism and theft during the dark, dark days of COVID. We also got the uh, Department of Sanitation Commissioner on at least once, talking about uh, the lack of, of good sanitation in certain parts of Queens. And we got stuff done. And I think it was important because people felt connected as well as empowered in their community where they can go back to their small business and say, on Tuesday, I was on this call and we got something done. That was a huge, huge part of the mindset behind wanting to have those regular calls. And it worked, Rose, it worked. Yeah, so when the world stopped, you did not want to stop. You found a way to create this network. And we spoke about how vital and important networking yes. is. And this is a huge part of the chamber, networking, being a part of the membership, because you get so many benefits. And now people are still wanting to do that, correct? Yes. Online, but instead, there are actual events they can attend, actual events they can go to. Absolutely. During the course of the COVID, you know, we're a membership organization, um, but I made it a point. We always wanted everybody to pay their to pay their membership dues, but we served all comers, members and non-members alike, and it worked. We wanted to spread goodwill, and frankly, I had an obligation to the small businesses of Queens County to keep them afloat and keep them going. We did all kinds of different things, from doing a video that was uh, mass produced and sent around to the community, to food drives. In fact, the city of New York gave us uh, a million masks. And thanks to the generosity of our landlords here um, at Blumenfeld Development, at the Boulevard Corporate Center, they allowed us to store those masks here. And we gave them out with the support of one of our members, Larry Zogby at RDS, gave out and helped truck and ship around the area over a million masks to all of our members and non-members alike. So it was a real community effort. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times, but we did the best that we possibly could. I'm especially proud of our borough president, all the different players on the community that really helped get things done during the COVID. Yeah, and being a part of the community and staying in touch and helping each other is very important. So how can they, even if we don't have anyone who have the time for non-members, 
can they also be a part of this community outreach? Yeah, so we have a number of different committees. So today we have 13 different member committees. You join the chamber, whatever your particular business love is or business uh, area is, we have 13 committees from real estate, energy, environmental, um, uh, entertainment. You name the different segment or the different uh, area of business, we have, a, we have a member committee for that. And we do specific member committee events that help highlight what they want to do. So we have some accountants that are members of the real estate committee that can target the real estate players out there. We have a not-for-profit committee, which is a remarkable organization of people that really want to give back. We do best practices. We help them grow their, grow their revenue. We help them with their events. Um, it's an all-encompassing thing. And I've always looked at the chamber as kind of an umbrella organization. I wanted to make sure there was nobody ever left behind. And the chamber umbrella, the chamber tent, is quite large. You should be a member. There's so many great benefits to it. So you definitely need to follow Mr. Gretsch on social media. No, he's not too old for it. <laughs> follow him on social media and find out ways you can be a part of this membership program. There's multiple benefits for you, your family, and mainly your business. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. So much fun and so tropical. Nice, isn't it? Thank you, Rose. It's a pleasure. And thank you for this.